The online dentistry show is back and promises to be even bigger and better than before. Taking place on Friday 19th of March, the day will see expert speakers from across the dental profession discuss today's hottest topics. There's also up to 6 hours of ECPD available throughout the day. In addition, take a walk around the virtual exhibition hall and use the opportunity to speak to some of the leading manufacturers about the latest dental technology. Best of all, the whole event is completely free to attend. To find out more, click the link in the podcast description. Hello and welcome back to the Dentistry Online podcast. Um, I'm here today with Ian Stevenson, um, who's been a senior area manager with Wesleyan for the last 18 years. Um, and for the last 15 years um, has led a team that provides financial advice for dentists. Um, so we've, we're, we're here today to talk about the budget, um, which was announced yesterday. Um, I think I've read somewhere that it was the, I mean, 15th announcement that the Chancellor's made since the pandemic was declared a pandemic in March last year, which is um, an exceptional amount of um, yeah, information for people to take in and, and adapt to. Um, so, I mean, at face value, what, what were your first thoughts when you heard what was announced? So, yeah, just before we, we go any further, I just wanted to add the caveat that obviously if you're looking for tax advice or advice on anything to do with your taxation, uh, whether personal or business, then uh, your first protocol really should be your accountant or professional tax advisor. So, um, obviously, uh, whatever uh, the views I have here is, is just going to be my own personal views uh, and understanding of the the, um, the budget as it was announced yesterday, but um, obviously if you want specific advice, you need to go to your accountant for that. I, I thought it was really uh, interesting. Um, my first impressions were that, uh, as with most budgets, uh, there's a bit of balance here. There's some things that, from a dental perspective, uh, appear to be kind of reasonably positive, uh, but there was also things that um, people really need to take into account were probably a bit disappointing. Um, when you look at it from a financial planning perspective. So I guess with mo- most budgets, you do have kind of pros and cons, and certainly this was one of those. Oh, are you there? Sorry, it broke up slightly there. Um, oh, so, sorry. Um, so what, what, what kind of key things did you take away from it when it came to dentistry? What sort of stood out for you first um, that would have implications for, for dentists and their teams? So what I prefer to do, if you look at it from two different perspectives, you look at it from a business perspective uh, and then from a personal perspective, uh, there there were different announcements that affect whether you're running a business or from a personal perspective. So if we look at it, first of all, from a business perspective, there was some really good news for anybody who still have uh, some staff on furlough. Uh, The furlough scheme uh, was... uh, Uh, extended until the end of September which is good news Um, so basically what that means anybody who's any employees who are still on furlough will continue to receive 80% of their current salary for the hours not worked Um, so that was good news Um, also from an employer's perspective um, you are still responsible for paying a national insurance and pension contributions um, but um, from uh, for April, May, and June, you don't have any other contribution to make to that. Uh, therefore, uh, as an employer, you only have to start contributing from July 
Uh, and from July, it's, it works out at um, 10% towards the cost of unworked hours, uh, uh, followed by 20% in uh, August and 20% in September. Okay, and is this something that you think was necessary? I mean, I know there are a lot of um, lot of questions over whether furlough, the furlough scheme would be extended, um, for example, um, beyond March 31st. I know a lot of people are now saying the fact that it's been extended to September casts into doubt the, um, the roadmap that Boris laid out a few weeks back. Um, in your opinion, do you think this sort of extension in, into September is something that will um, really help dentistry as a whole in terms of sort of maintaining um, a consistent income um, and making sure they're actually making a profit? I think it just gives a bit of peace of mind for people who uh, have found themselves in that position um, to, to suddenly have it stopped at a time uh, when uh, perhaps your practice isn't back up and running the way you would like it to be. Uh, it just gives you a bit of peace of mind that you can carry on paying your staff on that basis. So if you've got anyone who's still on furlough and you thought it was coming to an end, I guess it gives you a bit of peace of mind that it, it's not for some time to come. So uh, I think it was good news from that perspective. I mean, there were, there were other uh, aspects which affect from a business perspective as well. If you look at um, the, uh, if anybody who's earning less than, than 50,000, uh, so any kind of self-employed people who were earning less than 50,000, um, there were uh, grants available. Um, now, the, he, he announced that there's the fourth and fifth version of those grants were going to be available. Now, obviously, if you're earning more than 50,000, that doesn't, um, it's not going to help you. But if you if you do fall into that category and you are earning less, you were earning less than fifty thousand, or your profits were less than fifty, then uh, there, there are grants available, uh, which uh, which again we weren't sure if that was going to carry on or not. Mm. No, definitely. I know that was um, something that was quite a I don't want to say controversial, but it was a topic of conversation last year when these measures were first announced. Which I can't believe that's coming up to a year ago now but um and and there was a lot of um frustration i think among the dental profession that there was this sort of cap on the 50k mark because obviously you get a lot of people who are self-employed who are more than that and it means they were sort of deprived of any kind of income um for for two and a half months because as we both know they were uh, practices were shut up until june the 8th um so do you think this is something do you think this is still an issue um here do you think this is there is a way the government could have done something here to sort of help those who are over the threshold. Well, personally, I would have loved to see the cap increasing. Um, I just think that if you look at the dental profession, the number of people would have been affected by that. Um, that, that um, unfortunately, if we were earning more than £50,000, they just don't get any assistance from that particular scheme at all. Um, so it would have been nice to see that increase, uh, but it's not happened. Um, on the other hand, for those who were caught up in it, who, who were able to, to claim um, previously, uh, they have the opportunity to claim again. Um, there is also an opportunity for people who um, hadn't, so for, for perhaps younger people who, who are, are quite new to being self-employed uh, and hadn't filled in a tax return for the 1920 uh, self-assessment year, um, if you have completed a, a self-assessment for 1920, you can now benefit from uh, the, the next two grants, the fourth and fifth grant, which previously uh, you weren't able to. So that's an advantage for people who were caught in, in that position. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think there's been a lot of relief um, following the budget, um, knowing that there is going to be some continued support for businesses going forward. Um, obviously, 
there's the bounce back loans and the the, the business interruption schemes that, that were launched last year and they're going to be coming to an end. Um, but to replace that, they're launching a new loan scheme um, that's set to run well so far up until the end of the year. Um, and it's, it says that loans can be between 25,000 and, and 10 million. Um, so, I mean, I'm assuming that's also something that you think is important um, for, for dentistry. Yeah, well, it's, it's good to have a kind of government-backed uh, lending here. So uh, the government will guarantee 80% of the of these loans uh, between 25 and uh, 25,000 and 10 million pounds. So again, if anybody was looking to just get the business up and running again, um, these 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 types of loans might be available. It might be useful to you. Um, so yeah, that was that was definitely a positive that came out. Excellent. Is there anything you think that? will be, be a bit of an issue, um, not an issue or, or something that, sh that could have been done that hasn't been done, um, that will mean dentists will have to sort of think about their, their financial futures um, a little bit more than they perhaps would have. Yeah, if we look at it from a personal perspective, I think that's where this, this comes into it. So, so um, if I can start off with the lifetime allowance, um, so there's going to be an increase uh, from this April uh, which means that the lifetime allowance is going to be £1,073,100. Um, now, it was previously expected and hoped that the lifetime allowance would continue to increase over a period of time. Uh, what he's done, though, is frozen that uh, for the next five years. So uh, the likelihood there is that people who are at or around that figure that were hoping that there was going to be steady increases over a period of time are going to be disappointed and there's, you, you'll likely find that there's a lot more people caught up in the lifetime allowance uh, situation where uh, they may well have to pay more tax um, given the, the value of the pension schemes if they're around that level. Okay, so sort of at a personal level, um, you, you see the budget having more of a, not detrimental impact, but it could have potential complications at a personal level, but in terms of sort of business as a whole, it's a lot more supportive. Um, well, yeah, from a personal perspective, I think that was the main one that, that, that stood out. So, I, I, again, I just think there's pros and cons with it. If we look at it from a, from a, a, a personal perspective, it's just a message that we're sending out to people. Uh, we really want people to save for the future. We want people to save for their retirement. We want people to save in pensions. Um, and uh, I guess from a, a, a financial provider's perspective, what we were hoping for is have a bit more kind of headroom to allow people to do that. And that's obviously been limited. So that's disappointing. Um, on the other hand, I think one of the things that there's lots of rumours and, and suggestions as to some of the things that could have changed leading up to this budget. And one of them, one of them for me was capital gains tax. Uh, there was a lot of suggestions that the capital gains tax limits uh, and uh, rules were going to be changing and rates were going to be changing. And I think for uh, dentists uh, who were looking to perhaps sell their practice uh, as they move towards retirement, then um, they, they may well have been caught up in that. And those rules had it changed. I think the good news there is that it didn't change. Uh, and that's as it was. So I think that that's a positive from that perspective. Okay. It seems that there's been a quite a lot that's that's continued um, and will continue for the foreseeable, um, following that kind of pattern of the furlough scheme, I guess. Um, which which means that in many ways the budget is isn't as um, 
it's just more of an extension, I think. And I think that's that's expected given um, what's taken place over the last 12 months. Like I said, the 15th, I think I read somewhere it was the 15th um, uh, sort of speech from, from Rishi. And I just, um, yeah, it's, it's just sort of making sure that it, it coincides with that, like I said, that roadmap from Boris as well. You know, we, we are starting to edge out of it now with the vaccines and, and, and everything um, getting done. Um, it's finding that balance, I guess, between making sure that people and businesses aren't left by themselves and, and left to fend for themselves, but also slowly winding down that coronavirus package that was introduced 12 months ago. Um, I think one thing that stood out for me was the, was the corporation tax. Um, so that's set to increase to 25% um, in, in April 2023. Um, what, what kind of implication will this have, do you think? So that's that's definitely something that any you know, dentists who have incorporated are really going to have to be aware of. Um, now, it's based on the profits that you you, you earn. Um, so the the um, if you have profits of um, over two hundred and fifty thousand pounds, you will move up to the new higher rate uh, from April twenty twenty three. So it's frozen for the next couple of years, but you know it's coming some way down the line. Um, so if your profits are over £250,000, you will move up to the new higher rate of 25%. Uh, now, currently you're paying 19%, so that's quite a hike in a couple of years' time, and something that you, certainly if you're in that position, you, you have to be aware of. Um, if you're under £50,000, you will remain at the 19%. So um, if your profits are under £50,000, that's, that's okay, you know where you stand. Um, there is a gap, though, between £50,000 and £250,000 that there's going to be a step increase over that period of time. And at the moment, I, I, we're not sure what that step increase looks like, um, but there, there is going to be a, a step up towards the uh, the 25%. We're just not sure what rate that's going to be. Um, so it's just something to be aware of if you, if you have incorporated as a dentist, yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like I said, it's, it's two years from now. Um, so it's a, you've got a little bit of time to think about it and, and consider. Um, but I mean, for you, I know obviously you're speaking from a from from your perspective. What what are the sort of three things here that the dentists and dental professional need to take away from the budget um, that you, they you you think would probably have the the biggest implications, both positive and negative. I, I think from a positive perspective, we have some stability. So um, the a number of the rates uh, and areas of uh, taxation were actually frozen. So um, at least we know where we stand, at least we know what we're dealing with over a period of time. And one of the examples would be inheritance tax. Um, now, um, I think that, again, that's, I think it's pretty much every year that people are looking at inheritance tax and wondering, right, what, what is this going to be the year they make a, a dramatic change in that? And again, what he's done with the inheritance tax is frozen that for the next five years. So that's a positive. It helps people plan. It helps people with uh, sizable estates understand um, what uh, what inheritance tax planning needs to be done and how to do some estate planning because we understand what the rules are for the next five years. Um, so that's a positive. I think when it comes to the other tax things like the, the capital gains tax, income tax, with all that being frozen, at least we know where we stand and we know what we're dealing with here. Um, I think the, 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 the other positive, obviously, is from the business perspective, there is continued support there um, from the areas that we discussed earlier. So I think that's a positive. Um, so, yeah, uh, from, from a, in terms of a downside, from a negative perspective, 
I think it's it's clear that with the the, the income tax uh, being frozen, the income tax allowance has been frozen. It means that although there's not going to necessarily be a reduction in your take-home pay at the moment, I think it's clear that over uh, like in the next five years, the, the likelihood is you will pay more tax uh, because um, the, the tax thresholds are not going to be increasing for the next five years. Um, so, um, uh, uh, but again, uh, it's probably not necessarily a surprise. We know there's a massive government deficit. We know there's a lot of money to be paid back. So we know they've got to raise taxes in some way. So it's just something to bear in mind. It's not necessarily specifically for dentists. That's really just going to apply to all of us that are paying tax. Of course, yeah. No, we. Um, I, I was quite shocked when I saw that. Well, I say shocked. It didn't surprise me, if I'm honest, that I think the debt that the uh, the pandemic has built up now is in the region of 280 billion, I think, around that. So you know, it's got to be paid back some some way or another. So um, yeah, it's, it's perhaps expected that that will happen. Um, but you said you've, so you've been working for Wesleyan for for the last 18 years, um, and then obviously heading up a team that focuses on, on the dental profession for the last 15. How, how has the last 12 months compared to, uh, to, to the rest of your time doing what you do? Has it been sort of uh, particularly challenging at all? Um, without doubt, it's been the most challenging time of my career. Um, so I've always 18 years I've been doing this. I've been in the industry for 30 years. And without doubt, it's the most challenging time for everybody involved. So if we look at it from our, our clients' perspective, um, especially the dental clients, there is so much turmoil on, on the go at the moment. Um, they've had to completely stop what they were doing, reinvent themselves, um, work out how to get their practices up and running again, what they can and can't do. It's been such a stop-start um, time for them. It's been such an unsettling time for, for everybody, especially involved in dentists. Uh, it, it's it's been such a difficult time for everybody, both personally and professionally. Um, I think anybody running a practice and dealing with staff, they've had all sorts of challenges that they would never have foreseen having to having to cope with previously. Uh, everybody's had to make make so many changes. Um, it's been a really difficult time. If you look at it from a planning perspective, uh, it's actually very difficult to kind of make plans because you don't know what's around the corner. We're, we're looking ahead at. What, what's the future of dentistry look like? How's, how are practices going to be running? Um, how is it going to be funded, et cetera, et cetera? All the things that are up in the air just now makes it very difficult to do any kind of planning. Um, I, I think the other thing, just in terms of relationships with people, um, we, we miss not sitting down with people on a face-to-face -face basis and just helping them from that perspective. So again, we've all had to learn a, a new way of working. Uh, and working from from Zoom and working from Teams or, or, or whatever your your preference is, but um, that's been a challenge for everybody to get used to working on on a remote basis and still helping, still providing advice, still supporting people whenever they need supported. Um, it's been hugely challenging, um, but but I'm also immensely proud and really positive. I think that the way that everybody stepped up, the way that the dental industry got themselves up and running again. The way that people have just had to adapt to the, the, the new way of working, the way that um, um, uh, our, my colleagues have had to adapt to how they operate and how they continue to deal with their, their customers and clients. Uh, it makes me extremely proud, actually, as to how we've managed to keep everything going. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's been hugely challenging, but I think 
um, from where we are just now, for me personally, it's been hugely rewarding. Uh, the, the the positive side of it is is there as well, where uh, people have really stepped up and made changes and um, and have carried on uh, seeking financial advice um, and uh, providing financial advice and and for me that's been really positive, and and the most difficult of of circumstances. Definitely, I think it's really important to not only view the last twelve months as um, the sort of um, as difficult it has been incredibly difficult but out of that difficulty i think it's grown a lot of positives and um people have taken things from it that they'll then go forward with i know for example dentists and dental teams in terms of teledentistry that's absolutely blown up and you mentioned zoom and teams there in the same way they're, they're utilizing that to, to sort of increase efficiency and, and see their patients when they couldn't but now they can see their patients they're still using it um and and i i can imagine your you and your team will, will probably take take similar things from it um, and, and incorporate that into your working life going forward. Um, so yeah, for sure, it's definitely definitely brought up some positives. Um, but in, in your opinion, sort of, I know this is quite a vague and quite a broad question, um, so you can go as specific as you like, but what do you think um, is that the future of dentistry um, is looking like at the moment? Um, what, what do you think people should expect over the last, the, the last over the next sort of 12 months? Oh my goodness, if I knew the answer to that, <laughs> I, I wouldn't be sitting here. Um, I, I, think, I think the simple answer is we just don't know. Um, that there is a lot of talking, a lot of planning, a lot of thought that needs to go into what's, what's happening within dentistry from a planning perspective, um, from a professional perspective. Uh, I, I think there's just so much work that needs to be done. Um, and we just kind of have to wait and see. I think the one thing that we can guarantee is that we will have to, there's going to be more change. Um, we will have to be more flexible. We will have to think of, of new ways of working and work out new ways of working and running, running businesses. But um, at, at the moment, it's, 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 it's impossible to say what it's going to look like in 12 months' time. I think uh, there's every de dentist in the country would love to know what it's going to look like in 12 months' time, but I don't think there's anybody with that answer. So it would just be impossible for me to speculate. I think one thing's for sure is there will be change and we, we will continue to change and evolve over the next 12 months and probably beyond that. Definitely. No, no, I can. I, I appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the enormity of that question. There's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot in there to, to consider. Um, but I mean, I, I think a lot of people would agree that the, the, the profession and the industry, they've come so far over the last 12 months, despite the setbacks. Um, and they've, they've, a lot of people are emerging from this sort of stronger um, and, and better off for it, um, which, is, which is a good thing. So I'm hoping going forward, yeah, there's, a, there's good things in line for dentistry as a whole. Um, but I mean, just to, just to round off, I, I usually finish the podcasts on something a little bit more lighthearted and away from dentistry slightly. Um, I mean, you said there you've been you've been doing what you're doing. You said 30 years um, you've been in 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 that industry. So if if you couldn't do that as a job, what what would you do instead? Well, that's easy. Um, <laughs> I, I, and I've only I've only recently given up in the hope of being a professional footballer. Um, that 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 would have been it. I think it was only a few years ago I thought I don't think this is going to happen for me. I had to give up the five sides, and I'm never going to get get scouted and picked up. So. Yes, I. Uh, that was always my dream. It was always what I wanted to do. And, uh, it just never quite happened. So, yes, I, in the meantime, I stuck with financial services in the in the mere hope that at some point somebody would see me saying playing seven asides and think that, that there was something better out there for me. But 
uh, yeah, unfortunately, a few years ago, I had to give up on that dream. So um, I would have been a professional, even just a sports person in some way, a golfer, a tennis player. But certainly football was my first love. So that's what I would have loved to have done. I can, um, I can see a shirt there in the background. Um, <laughs> who's, 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 your, who's your team? That's, that's actually my son. So my son did become a professional okay. footballer. Um, so uh, yeah, he, he, he managed to get, uh, get signed with a, with a professional club. And uh, yeah, he, he did manage to fulfill that, that ambition. But um but again, it was yeah. So that's his shirt. So it was only for a couple of years. He's now uh, he's now get a real job. He's now a lawyer. But um, yeah, he did he did have a couple of years of being a professional footballer. So that's his shirt there. <laughs> so you sort of passed your uh, enthusiasm for sport down then onto him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> to be fair, I know it sounds like uh, uh, he's living my dream, but it was very much his own dream. And uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. That's really nice. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. I haven't had that answer yet, so uh, yeah, no, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you so much for uh, for giving up some time today. Uh, really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, good luck with everything. You're very welcome.